and welcome to a fantastic episode oh! of We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I've lost about 145 pounds. Wow. And with me today is my husband, Donald <laughs> Weigel. <laughs> A few episodes, I like tripped you up with that. Um, I know on purpose, and I wanted to see if you had learned any lessons. I know. Well, I didn't. I didn't learn any lessons. I just. I was like a deer in headlights just now. I, <laughs> I was don't like, know who I am. <laughs> I don't know what I am to her. What? What does she You're want me to say? You're your own man, and you happen to be my husband. But you've also lost. I've lost about one hundred pounds, and uh, thank you very much. And I am here to tell you about it. Excellent. Would you like to lose some weight? Do you have a goal weight? You're trying to reach we're here to help you get there yeah uh, including one of our fans yeah uh, we're gonna call her Brittany because that's her name hello Brittany hi Brittany yeah, Brittany uh, wrote in to us. Uh, she sent us an email with actually, she asked some questions and and sent us an uh, two episode ideas, which and I we're think, going uh, to milk that. We're for all. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to think about anything. We're going to let the listeners uh, write the, the show work. from now on. Oh, and, just this. Uh, this episode wrote itself. There's we basically just turned on go. Is that what you do? Something go, really nice about letting someone else drive. You know what I'm saying? And uh, anyway, so before we uh, get to that email, uh, Catherine wants me to talk about something else. <laughs> See, but I was just going to do it organically and say like, you know, as I think about it, why don't we? But anyway, we can fix it in post. And by we, I mean Donald. <laughs> so um, I'll start this out. Uh, by outing Donald as a person who likes badges yeah. and goals right. and medals. Yeah, guilty as charged. Yeah, and uh, on Fitbit, he is the captain of the Get the Goal Day Challenge going. Yeah. And he writes apology letter letters to people when he can't join their challenges. I don't really care. When I'm invited to a Fitbit challenge. Okay, so the, for those who may not know, um, Fitbit is a fitness tracker, uh, which I, I imagine most people have heard of, but it is... Uh, is one of the tools that we have used to reach our goal weights, and it quite literally has changed my life. I, When I very first started doing this, I did kind of track steps on my phone, but pretty quickly into it, we got Fitbits. And you can uh, invite other people to challenges to see who gets the most steps in one day. You can invite people to challenges to uh, in order to achieve your step goal, but whatever most, that happens to be. But most importantly, you can get badges. You can get badges. Badges. You can get step badges. You can get floor badges. You can get distance badges. Yeah. There's so many different badges. And Donald loves a good badge. I do love a good badge. And here's the here's the problem in air quotes. Um A, I'm obsessive, but B, it is actually really motivating for me. Um but the problem that I was about to get to is I have now gotten nearly every badge that Fitbit has. <laughs> Insert that like baby cry baby sound. So back in March, I got something called the pole to pole badge, which I wish I had looked up before I started talking about it just now. But it's something like uh, like 12,000 lifetime miles or something like that. So going to the North Pole to the South Pole. Going to the North Pole to the South Pole. As a flat earther, I'm not sure that that is a real thing, but I'll just say, sure, there are poles. I don't know. She's not really a flat earther. I'm not. Just disclaimer. I'm not. Um, But- so 
that is the the last badge that they have uh, for lifetime achievement. And then they also have their their highest badge for a daily step count is a hundred thousand steps, which I've actually done twice now. Um, so I have uh, I have the the one hundred thousand step badge as well, which is the most you can get in one day. And I also they have badges for losing weight, and I lost a hundred pounds. They do have badges that go up to two hundred pounds, but I'm not going to lose another hundred pounds just to uh, just to get the badges. And Catherine is <laughs> laughing to herself, just uh, champing at the bit, waiting am, to say something. I just imagine the g- fine people at Fitbit going like, we're running out of badges. Like, we, just, <laughs> we can't make any more. Like, what's this? There's a problem in Sector 7G. There's somebody who just can't stop getting badges, which yeah. is where uh, the next badge story is coming in. And there is a floor badge. Yeah. A stair yeah. Badge. So the last, the last, like, hill to conquer, huh? Yeah. See what I did there was? You get... You get badges for climbing floors, and Fitbit measures whenever you go up a certain amount, and it's roughly equivalent to one flight of stairs. And anyway, the top badge for that is getting 700 floors in one day. And I was thinking to myself, that's the one top badge that I don't have. And I've been thinking for a while about trying to get it, and finally, that day came yesterday, and he does he does fifty floors a day. Yeah, so I do he 50 has been doing day. that for over a year. And he I is- started by just doing like ten floors a day, and then I upped it, and you know, fifteen, twenty, et cetera. And now <laughs> twenty one. Yeah, twenty two. <laughs> Let's just take this story to its keep saying <laughs> numbers. End. And I got it up to fifty a day. And so, just in terms of practice, I've. I've got I've done a day or two where I've done like 150 or 200 whatever and I really felt like I could do this and so yesterday I decided I was going to try for the 700 floors and cut to the chase I'm not sure what part of this Catherine wanted me to talk about exactly but I came in too hot too heavy too soon and I did I did 250 floors within the first, maybe even 275 within the first two hours. And then I realized that I was going way too fast and I decided to step it back. But I got over 500 floors and my right leg just like quit on me. I had done something to it. And I managed to get to 566 floors yesterday, but I could not make it all the way to 700. So I still have that final badge to conquer. So the the point of all of this, uh, aside from the badges, is having goals that you want to achieve. And as much of an inspiration as we both are, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is undoubtable, oh, yeah, it is no, irrefutable. I mean, we say it at the end of every episode, so it has to be true. Yeah. But Donald is goal-oriented, and he is driven, and it was hard to see him not achieve that goal yesterday. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. And he was really disappointed, like he just said. Yeah. And he was injured and needed to stop short. And my and leg is still a little bit messed up today. Yeah, and so I think it is a lesson that we are still human, Yeah, for one. But for two... He decided sort of yesterday to run a marathon. And <laughs> from like, I 
do a lot of 5Ks, a lot of 10Ks. Like, I'll do a marathon. And his stamina was there. His endurance was there. His focus was there. His will was there. But his leg just didn't keep up with him. Yeah, my injured leg was not not going to let me me do it. Yeah. And so it was, you know, I think for anyone listening, if you have a goal and you fall short of it, like I am so proud of Donald for attempting that yesterday. But I think in anything, we can learn lessons about practicing, stretching, maybe starting with a smaller goal, being okay. Like he he was upset yesterday because he didn't hit his goal and I reminded him, which he probably already knew, I step-splained to him that like <laughs> he can try again and the weather's going to be hot and maybe he tries again in the fall. Maybe yeah. he tries for a few 400 days and then goes up to maybe 600 and then hits the goal later, but it could be stretching. It could be prep. Like there's so many different factors that play into it and um, much like the movie Brittany runs a marathon. Yeah. Uh, it was a long movie. I was like, what are they going to do in this movie? Uh, she tries to run a marathon and it doesn't work and then she has to quit this is like donald runs a marathon where uh there is still an opportunity to practice to stretch and to get to the goal in the future even if he didn't hit it yesterday he told me not to be proud of him until he hit the 700 but yeah i'm already proud of him. i wanted her to hold off being proud but thank you <laughs> but darn it i'm still proud so and i i did get i did get badges for 400 and 500 floors which i didn't have so that's good so that's good but it, there's always something to look forward to and i think in this weight and maintenance phase of our lives, having those goals to achieve, being able to level up and to and to be humble enough to realize that we're not perfect at everything. Um, I have some yoga things to talk about, which I will talk about in uh, another episode, maybe the part two of this episode. But um, we are still learning. We are still recovering from failures or for, you know, for, for step backs or fallbacks. Yeah. Um, and anyone in this journey, it is not a straight shot to 700 floors. No. And we have uh, an opportunity to learn and grow from our uh, experiences. So Donald, I'm proud of you. I don't Thank care what you, you say. Thank I'm- you very much. I appreciate it. And and just to just to continue briefly, it also we did an episode recently um, based on a listener email about the hedonic treadmill essentially, and that you've hit your goal weight. So now what? You know that exhilaration of losing weight goes away. But focusing on other goals for me, getting that 100,000 step day, getting this 700 floors badge is now a goal I can focus on. I can try and, you know, build myself up a little better and try again at some point. So I still have something, some other fitness related goal to focus on. And, And it really helps get over that you know, that thrill of people telling me, oh, you look so great, you look so great, like, is gone. Like, people don't do that anymore. Now he's just like, yawn, tell me something I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, this is just how I am now. People don't, you know, do that all the time. And so this this really helps get over that. Yeah, and for me, I he was doing 50 flights uh, a day, and I wanted no part of it. And then yeah. uh, Cheryl in Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place, uh, <laughs> challenged me to level up. And as an obliger, I listen when people tell me to do things. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Except I, me. <laughs> I started doing uh, 10 floors a day. And then in May, decided to do 30 floors a day, which I can do comfortably now. And in the month of June, I am doing 35 floors a day. So uh, on weekdays, Monday through Friday, that's my weekdays. So that's my story. So I'm not interested in 700 floors. 
maybe 40 is my next goal. We'll see. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, but speaking of Brittany runs a marathon, I'm so glad that that movie was called Brittany runs a marathon. I know, I know enough, enough talking about walking up and down stairs 700 times or, or not walking up and down 700 times as the case may be. Yeah. But now we're going to go over to an email from our dear listener, Brittany. Hello, Brittany. Hello. Uh, Brittany wrote an email to us very recently uh, in which she gave us not one, but two episode ideas. Um, She starts off by saying, Donald and Catherine, you are so good looking. <laughs> Nobody has ever said that. No one has actually said that in an email. She said, thank you for your podcast. Yeah, she says, thank you for your podcast. Um, and then she says, lots of other wonderful things about us. Um, she says, I am now 24 and just over 200 pounds. I have tried so many things over the past years with diets and exercise, and nothing has ever lasted more than two months. I have been there, believe me, for most of my life. Because of your podcast, I have been tracking calories every day and getting more steps than ever before, and I can feel myself getting happier, though it has been too recent to see any real change in my body. And I wanted to read that partially because I think it is very important to note that it is a long game that we're playing, and if you don't see immediate success with pounds just melting off and suddenly you're transformed, it is really important to do what Brittany's doing and focus on being happier. And all of those non-scale victories that we talk about, things that don't involve your actual weight that help keep you motivated and keep you moving. Well, and I wanted to compliment Brittany also. She is 24 years old. You are twice as old as her. I just want to say that right now. I am more than twice as old. Anyone, uh, our dear listeners in their 20s who are listening and learning, if you can get a handle on all of this now and stay present and stay focused and see it as a long you know, a a long journey. That's amazing because I had quit and started gaining very nicely in my 20s. And it took me until 41 to really figure out that this was the rest of my life. So a big kudos. And I was older than you (laughs) because you had to figure it out and then tell me how to do it, basically. Yeah. Um, So Brittany uh, goes on to say some things. And then she asks us, this was the first idea for an episode or a topic. She says, I have found myself struggling with this quite a bit. I will eat a lot of roasted vegetables, measuring and tracking my olive oil use, and steamed vegetables with my meals, and I eat what feels like quite a bit of food. She's pumping up the volume. Pump up the the volume. I'm full for a long time after. Then I get to the end of the day, and I have only eaten 750 to 1,000 calories. I know that isn't enough to sustain my body. I'm eating a lot of food between the vegetables and protein, usually salmon and chicken breast, and grains and starches. I love rice. Rice is practically a food group. I hear ya. And I don't feel hungry when I'm done with my meals. You know what? You're a faker. You yeah. don't really like rice. I love rice. You're like, I hear ya. Boy, me too. Donald thinks rice is a delivery system for Soy sauce and butter and maybe some curry. No, I love rice. I'm on Team Brittany. You're a faker on Team Brittany. She's not lying. <laughs> I just want to call you out for your fake support of rice because no, it's just do do you like rice? I like rice, but I don't. I I feel like it's it's actually fairly calorie rich for what you get, and so 
I, I don't I'm on eat Team Brittany with the rice okay. being its own food group. Donald All is a right. Baker. <laughs> All right. Um, she says, uh, I lost my place. Uh, I eat a treat at the end of the day, and when I track that, I'm still not eating enough calories for human survival. Do you have any advice for making sure that a person doesn't go too far in the other direction and eats enough calories even though they are eating a lot of food? And first of all, I have to say, must, must be, be nice. nice. Um, I was like, is this the braggadocious young woman thinks she's all that? <laughs> yeah, I have never in my life had a problem with being too full or uh, or not eating uh, uh, not we're, eating enough calories. We're just being jerks here. We uh, must be nice. Let's get that out of the way. But we have uh, a lot of good uh, supportive information. To but share yeah, the, the point is, it, it is a real problem. And we would like to give some advice on health helping to try and solve it. And also, just in general, for people who don't have that particular problem, uh, some advice on figuring out how many calories you you should be eating, especially when you're starting out and you're just trying to figure all of this out. Yeah, because I think in, you know, we've done episodes on starting to track calories and figure out where you should be. And whether you're under eating or overeating, uh, this episode is for you. Now, we are, trigger warning, going to be talking a lot about food in the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes. So if you have issues with being triggered by words such as legume, you might want to stop. (laughs) 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 You might want to We already tantalized you with rice and now we're gonna go on you said the word legume before you trigger warned anyone (laughs) so if they haven't turned it off yeah so if if descriptions of food are going to trigger you to go uh binge eat then uh, maybe skip uh skip ahead here make that sound (laughs) yeah inspiration oh my god you are so funny anyway uh to get to Brittany's particular (laughs) issue like shut it down one thing that that I would like to suggest is, believe it or not, perhaps cutting back a bit on the vegetables and or adding some calorie-dense foods to your meals. I would suggest things like nut butters, um, and I don't know why the term nut butters makes me laugh. <laughs> it's become a little bit of an inside joke between Catherine and I. Saying nut butters is like, it makes it sound all like healthy and low calorie, when instead it's still just peanut butter and, and whatnot. Um, but nuts, nut butters, and maybe even if if rice is something that you love, uh, which clearly I'm on the hate rice <laughs> bandwagon, according to my wife. You add more of that and actually eat, uh, you know, fewer vegetables, which sounds crazy to say, but it it would help in this particular well, case. Well, I think Brittany, at the tender age of 24, may not have stretched out her stomach like we spent decades True. doing. So True. kudos to you for still having elasticity in yeah, your body. And, and the ability to feel full, which I think has been bred out of me. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely owns that. (laughs) But I mean, stepping back to the bigger picture of all of this, there have been times I know for me, and I'm sure for Donald too, where you start a new eating regimen and you feel super focused and suddenly you're eating less and you think like, I'm not saying this is you, Brittany, but for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not hungry. Like this feels amazing. And you get kind of some endorphins from that under eating. Like I had issues with a little bit of anorexia as 
as a late teen, and you get kind of a buzz from it, sort of a delirious high from eat under eating. Yeah, but that can lead to the opposite, which is why we're all here, which is overeating. So if you're used to eating 3,000, 4,000 calories a day, suddenly you're eating 70, you know, 750 to 1,000 calories a day, you can kind of get a rush from that, that like, oh my gosh, I can eat 1,000 calories a day. And then in, you know, a year I'll lose 400 pounds and I only weigh 200, but then I'll be negative 200, which yeah. is awesome. So watching out for that under eating, leading at some point to overeating is important. I know Donald talked about it. Having a fitness tracker that you can use to actually see how many calories you're burning a day yeah. can help you kind of determine where you are. And look, there are people out there, just to get off on a slight tangent, there are people out there who bemoan the fitness tracker's calorie tracking because it's not accurate. And the point to me is not that it be 100% accurate, but that it give you a benchmark. You, you know, you can assume that it's going to consistently be inaccurate in the same way. So it at least will give you a benchmark. And when I get fewer steps in a day, my fitness tracker tells me I've burned fewer calories. And when I have fewer active minutes in a day, it does the same thing. And so it gives you a benchmark. It gives you an idea of, of how many you're burning. It's, it's not necessarily scientifically 100% right. Right. And I mean, and Donald and I will go on the same walk and we have different strides. So it will tell him he walked six and a half miles and it will tell me I walked six miles. I am not suing the final people at Fitbit right. for inaccuracy. We're getting in the steps, we're moving every day, and it's the average over time that matters. Um, using my fitness tracker to see how many calories I'm burning a day is helpful. There's another uh, website that I've found, and we're not going to get super detailed into daily energy expenditure and stuff, but there's a website called freedieting.com and they have a calorie calculator that I have found to be fairly accurate. I'll link to it in the show notes in case you forget yeah. also. My fitness pal tends to give everybody in the world the same blanket answer as to how many calories they should be getting a day, but the freedieting.com calorie calculator, if you click on that tab, you put in your age, your height, your gender, your weight and your physical activity. And then it does a quick calculation and gives you a range of maintenance, weight loss, and then extreme weight loss uh, calorie goals. It is not 100% accurate, but I'd say that within 100 to 200 calories, it has my weight loss and my maintenance pretty accurately. So for Brittany, if you're looking, and I, I want to say too, you recognize that eating 750 to 1,000 calories is too small. So, uh, so we recognize that. So I would say having Brittany a minimum number of calories that you target every day yeah, for would be sure. a great way for you to start increasing your volume of food. For me, my uh, basal metabolic rate, just to keep me alive without moving, is about 1,400 calories a day based on my activity. Again, I haven't gone into one of those like crazy MRI machines that measures right, everything. Right, or DEXA scan or something. Right, but you know, if you at 200 pounds in your age and weight and all that and your elastic stomach, which must be nice, um, <laughs> can set a target of 1300 or 1400 calories a day just as your starting point, aim for that 
and you might be able to better uh, to better hit that target. And what I like to always suggest to people who are just starting out, if you really don't know where you're going, I like to suggest that you track what you eat normally without any judgment on it. Just if you know you start tracking, you don't reduce anything. You just figure out in a normal week what you're actually eating on an average day just track and figure out how many calories you're eating and then figure that out let's say it's 4000 calories which i'm using myself as an example then after you've figured that out for a week try and set a goal that's a bit less than that like try and cut out 35 you know i'm sorry cut out like 500 calories in a week and go to 3500 and you know, do that for a bit and see how how that goes in terms of you losing weight. And if that isn't low enough to lose anything, go down to 3,000. And if that's not low enough, 2,800. But, you know, gently step it back and see how your body reacts. Because what I think a lot of people do is they go from eating whatever they normally eat, which in my case, you know, was around 4,000 a day. It, it sometimes could have been 5,000, 6,000 in a day. And then they drop down to uh, like a thousand calories or twelve hundred, and it really can wreck your metabolism to do that, and can also lead to that boomerang effect of binge eating. Maybe you can be hardcore on that for a while, but then suddenly, you know, you feel so deprived that you're, you know, jumping back and just binging and binging and binging. Well, and your body needs a certain amount of calories just to you know, be alive every day, pump your heart, move your, you know, get your organs. Your organs don't move, your blood moves. That's a, <laughs> us flat earthers agree that you're, <laughs> oh man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It is so round. It is so round. Uh, so the, <laughs> I'm going to have to post links to photos of the earth from space in oh the show notes just so people don't think you're a flat earther. So, as we move along in this, if you are at a point where you are not tracking calories and you are just about to follow Donald's suggestion of figuring out how many you're eating and cutting back, we are going to suggest to Brittany adding high calorie, high density foods, meaning low volume, high uh, calorie. If you're at the other end of the spectrum trying to figure out how to cut your calories, do the opposite. So we're going to give a list of some high-calorie-dense uh, foods that Brittany can add to her diet because she's already full of all of the amazing vegetables. Yeah. Must be nice. Um, ways to to add volume or add calories without too much volume. If you're on the other end, you might want to cut out these things, which wouldn't impact your total daily calories very much or, yeah. your, you know, your volume, but it might uh, might help you cut your calories in unexpected ways. Yeah. And I, I already mentioned the nut butters um, and nuts, uh, rice, avocado is another good one, either to add or delete, depending yeah. on you are. Um, and, uh, Catherine, I think has some more things to do, but one thing I, I also wanted to suggest is perhaps Brittany should add some more treats. And I actually, if you can, if it's not going to trigger you to binge eat, I suggest this to pretty much everybody, um, is to not completely deprive yourself of all treats. And in fact, try and eat some frequent but small treats that fit into your calorie goal so that you don't feel so deprived. Because what I would do is cut out all everything that tasted good and then suddenly 
I would hit a wall and it would be all I wanted. And that's all I would eat for a day, two days, a week. And that week would stretch out into a month. And then before I knew it, I was back where, you know, way before where I started. Right. And so understanding yourself in any of this, and we're going to talk about portioning out your calories too, understanding what your triggers are. I cannot start the day with a Snickers bar because that triggers my desire to have more. So to Donald's point, he saves his treats for right before bed so that he's going to bed satiated and doesn't have the rest of the day to eat Snickers bars. Um, So pay attention to trigger foods because we didn't get to, I didn't get to 150 pounds more than I am right now because I was under eating or because I was full. It was because I was eating triggery foods over and over again. So pay attention to that. Yeah, I'm pretty good at managing triggery foods, but not if I eat them early in the day. If I have a triggery food, you know, for breakfast or at lunchtime, then that's suddenly that's all I want. And so like Catherine just said, I pretty much don't eat anything triggery before dinner. But then after dinner, when I know I can go to bed and cut myself off, then it's fair game. And it's maybe it's just all in my head. It's all a mental game, but it's it's how I am able to stay on track. Yeah. So you can Google calorie dense foods and I did that and it was very it was a good time. I was very excited about all of the foods. <laughs> Like Donald said, you know, uh, nuts, nut butters. Not um, suitable for work, though. <laughs> no, but like dried fruit, a small little handful of raisins is like 300 calories for like oh my God. a really small amount. I think about raisins sometimes and I just can't bring myself to do it because it's yeah. too much. Um, full fat yogurt, heavy cream. You know, if you're having... Uh, your roasted vegetables, making a little butter, lemon, wine, and some heavy cream to just pour over that would be lovely. We actually watched, uh, again, this is sexy talk. We were watching uh, the Food Network the other day, and they had a food technique, roasted cauliflower. You're just oh, roasting a head yeah, of cauliflower. Yeah, we thought, oh, roasting oh, a head of cauliflower, that, that sounds healthy and no low calories. Cal. And the guy, basically, it was like that scene from Ghost where Patrick <laughs> <laughs> and Demi they're, Moore. They're building the pottery. Yeah, they're pottery. He, his ghost he, self is slathering it on. The chef took that much butter. Like, like, <laughs> like the literally. amount of butter you would need to build a vase out of. <laughs> like, And he smeared it with his hands onto the roasted cauliflower. He's like, don't be like, afraid to touch the cauliflower. I was like, like dude, no what joke. is happening? He put, it was probably a stick of softened butter. Oh, it had to be at least a stick. It was and at least was a whole stick. the whole dome. It was like a chia pet of like butter that he slathered oh on top. God, yeah. And then it was like, oh, and then just baste it and baste it. I was like, yeah, no wonder people are eating cauliflower if it has a head of friggin' butter on it. So Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, it was very funny. And we watched it, and we haven't made it. There's way to, ways to cut out. You can use half a stick of butter. There, start there. Yeah, but, no kidding. Um, you can add cream, cheese, sour cream, cream cheese. There's so many types of creamy. Anything with creamy and cheesy, <laughs> put it in there. Uh, it'll work out for you. But on the opposite side of that If you are at the high end and you realize you're grabbing a handful of nuts, like one little packet from Trader Joe's of almonds that's like barely fits in my giant palm is 200 calories. Just a handful. Just a handful. 
a little container of apple juice is like 180 calories. If you need to, uh, and I don't, I'm not really a juice person, but if you need to pump up the calories, a cup of apple juice is 180 calories. On the other end, cut out a little bit of cheese, cut out a little bit of butter, use half as much butter as the recipe calls for. Don't use the entire stick. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, avocado, full fat yogurt. So there are ways to add the calories without the volume. And I just wanted to say, again, please weigh and measure everything. You shouldn't really be doing a handful of anything. I saw a really no, good meme. I have giant hands. It's I'll great. see if I can find it. I saw a really good meme uh, on Instagram recently where somebody showed a picture of a handful of almonds and a handful of almonds. And in the one, they both looked like handfuls of almonds, but the one was something like, you know, 230 calories and the other handful was like 84 calories. And they both look like a handful, but side by side, you know, they were almost indistinguishable, but you could see like by the number of almonds that there were, you know, differences. Well, in a court of law, like your honor, it was just a handful just a of handful. almonds. Why did yeah. I gain weight? It exactly. was just a handful. I have very large hands. So uh, <laughs> lucky me. But the the other end of this in terms of calories and being attentive to your goals is planning out your day by breaking out the calorie goal that you have for each breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, dessert. Because if you're finding that magically you're not hungry in the morning and then you eat, you know, chicken and salmon and vegetables and you're full. Right. If you can break out your day by your calorie goal. So say for you, Brittany, you're going to start with 1400 calories a day as your goal, 1500 calories a day. Decide how your target number of calories per meal and per snack. So if it's a 1500 calorie day, you can break out, you know, breakfast at 300 calories, lunch at 300, dinner at 500, and then have two snacks at 200 calories each. So you can add, you know, you can kind of measure out your day for yourself and say, my goal for breakfast is 300 calories. What does that mean? That means 140 calorie Faya yogurt, and that's two strips of bacon and an egg. Like, and then must be nice, you've got your 300 calories. Yeah, I think that is fantastic advice, which I wouldn't have thought of. So thank you, dear. But you do that. I mean, you skip, you don't have breakfast, and then you budget out your afternoon in 200 calorie snacks. No, it's true. It's true. I kind of do do that, but I never thought about it in the way that you're thinking about it. You know, I just sort of tried to figure out you know, by dinner time, I want to eat a little more than half of my daily calories so that I have almost half of my calories left for dessert (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day. And that works for me. Well, and I think backing yourself out, if you are just starting this out, I start my day by pre-tracking my half and half creamer for my coffee. That is a non-negotiable for me. I also know that I would like to save about 300 to 400 calories for dessert. Those are my kind of anchor points. And then I've got to figure out how many calories to sort out for the rest of the day. And sometimes that means having a very low calorie dinner that's like a salad. I save more like six or 700 for dessert. There's no shame in that, but... (laughs) Being able to take your daily budget and divide it throughout your day and have some targets, do not get obsessed over it. I read 
uh, the diet fix, and he had some very specific ideas about how much protein to get at each meal. Yeah. I became hyper obsessive about it and started self-sabotaging. So I think any of this, it's like it's a good rule, but it's not a good you know, don't feel like you have to adhere to it. But if you want to have a goal of having an extra 100 calories per meal, whether that's butter or, you know, cheese, like one tiny cube of yeah. cheese is 100 calories and you're done. Like yeah. it, it can go so quickly. But I think it takes a little bit of planning if you're at a point of undereating. Conversely, if you're overeating, watching those extra calories add up so quickly in that giant scoop of peanut butter, or just you'll, you know, drizzle on oil and not pay attention oh, to Oh, you the- just remind me, like the other part of that meme was it was like, it's just a tablespoon of peanut butter. And they showed like one tablespoon was heaping and the other one was level. And the difference in the calories yeah. was astonishing. Well, and I, I just did that in one place. I, uh, you know, I. I just, you know, scooped a thing of peanut butter. I was like, well, it stayed on the spoon. It must be one tablespoon. Yeah. It ended up being two and a half tablespoons or something that fit on there. So those small items add up butter, oil, peanut butter, cream, avocado, that kind of thing. So being aware of what you need, Brittany, again, I applaud you for knowing that you're under eating right now and that you want to be more mindful about it because we can hold on to weight and not lose weight if we're under eating because we're not even eating enough to sustain ourselves. Yeah. Um, understanding that Donald and I are still managing eating disorders and there are times when certain things work for me and other times that they don't. For sure. Knowing that if I save up all of my calories and under eat so that I can splurge and have a giant dinner, it can carry over into the next day and then I'm starving and I want to eat more. So it's a balancing act. We and a lot of this all. is very, you know, getting back to Catherine's point, a lot of this was ve- is very individual and you're going to have to figure out what works for you. And keeping that idea in mind that this is not temporary, this isn't just something you need to do for a little while. You need to figure out a way to make this work that is going to be part of your life and it's just going to be automatic and you're just going to do it all the time. I have worked and worked and worked now for several years on my plan and refining it and figuring out which foods make me feel full, which foods trigger me, what times of day I can eat them in. And I've done it. I've experimented with all kinds of things. And you're going to have to experiment and figure out what works best for you. Well, and that can change with the season. It can change with stress levels. It can change with COVID. It can change with job loss. And it can change with your time of the month, which uh, Donald is a victim of my time of the month. <laughs> Uh, Brittany's second question actually had to do with uh, menstruation, time of the month. There, I'm a grown-up. I said a grown-up word. (laughs) Say shark week, which I'm sure you expected. We're going to save that part of the conversation for the second half of uh, Brittany's question. Yeah, I think we'll do that for next week's episode, but uh, it is something that you can all look forward to. You can. And even dear gentlemen listeners or non-binary folk, if you want to listen to that episode, 
episode and find out about um, how the world is impacted by my giant mood swings and uh, my time of the month, please tune in because we are all affected by my emotional outbreaks. And there may be some uh, tips and tricks involved uh, to help you deal with your partner's uh, uh, time of the month. So. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So Brittany, thank you so much for your question. I hope you got something out of this and please do keep us posted. If any of the suggestions that we've made have helped you any listener out there, if you have any suggestions or ways to improve calorie counting or deficit or pumping up. Yeah. We'd really love to hear what works for you. And, uh, you can reach out to us at, we only look thin at G gmail.com, which is what Brittany did. And if you've got uh, questions that might lead to episodes or if you have episode ideas for us, things that you'd like us to cover, we would really love to hear from you. And that is uh, one of the best ways to reach us. We only look thin at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at we only look thin. Uh, sometimes the messages on Instagram go into like a secret hidden folder that I don't always see immediately too, because if, if you're not connected to us, it goes into a random folder. So if we don't respond, it's probably because we haven't found it yet, but we do really try to connect with our audience because... Yeah, you can uh, message me on Twitter, though. I don't think there's any secret folders on Twitter. I just get the message. So if you send a message on Twitter, (laughs) Donald gets it. And if he doesn't respond, that's because he's climbing stairs. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, You can also uh, go to our website and find us there, uh, weonlylookthin.com. You can uh, read more about us. You can listen to all of our episodes there. And uh, you can also find more about our online support group. It's called Walt Place. We only look thin place. And uh, you, there's a link there that says join our support group. And there's lots more information about it. It is for uh, women only. And uh, it is uh, support people talking about people talking about what works for them, people being there to boost each other in order to achieve their weight loss goals. Yeah. And so much of this process isn't about the calories or the plan specific. So many of us are dealing with emotional eating issues and we are there to support one another. I'm so proud of the group and all of the hard work everyone is doing on the introspection of why we eat, not just what we eat. So uh, yay for Walt Place. Yay for Walt Place indeed. Um, and if you would like to uh, do something for us uh, that doesn't involve joining the support group, you can please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We love your honest reviews. We would obviously prefer that they be five stars and glowing, but whatever sort of feedback you'd like to give, um, you know, the more ratings and reviews we have, the more people can find the show. It helps boost us in search results on Apple Podcasts, and uh, it really helps out the show. Yeah, recently, Cheesehead in Texas said that we were dynamite, which oh, I appreciate. Yeah. I think it's funny. Uh, A little J.J. Walker throwback yep, to the uh, 70s. B. Hustler said, thanks for all the effort you produce. Uh, great content. You're awesome and good looking. Didn't say that exactly, paraphrasing, but that's what I yeah. heard. Reading between the lines. So we yeah. honestly appreciate every review and update. Uh, we are in this not just to spread inspiration, but to be inspired ourselves. So thank you so much uh, to all of our listeners. We appreciate you. 
Thank you very much for listening. And if you're trying to remember which of us genuinely loves rice and which of us (laughs) is a fraud just pretending to love rice, always remember that Catherine and I are an an inspiration. inspiration. Rice. Rice. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.